Welcome to the Willpower Podcast, where we uncover the secrets of success and share the wisdom of exceptional individuals. I'm your host, William Gomez, and as a real estate professional, I bring you insights from the world of real estate and beyond. Join me as I engage in captivating conversations with incredible guests from diverse backgrounds and industries, from top real estate moguls to trailblazing entrepreneurs and influencers. We dive into the mindsets and habits of successful people. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate and review. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and enlightened. Live life today on willpower. So you, you've been with your wife for eight years in, you know, even like I've known you since 2012, 2011, like not crazy. I don't, I don't even feel like we've changed at all. No, you, you know what I mean? Like we just, I just look at you and I, you know, and, but with the kid is different because a kid you're seeing this baby like grow. Like I, I, I looked at a two month difference of Maverick and I was like, dang, he looks so different. Yeah, man. It's crazy. But congratulations on Bodie, right? You too. Yeah, Thank you Bodie, so yeah. much, man. Taylor, I'm so glad to have you here, man. Um, as uh, I don't know if you knew, but we started a new podcast. It's called The Real Deal Podcast. I'm co-hosting it with Alfredo Madrid, and um, we're bringing in just real, real estate agents and loan officers just to kind of, you know, learn from them. And then um, also just anybody listening that's that's uh, in, the, in the business, they're able to kind of learn from uh them as well and so last uh week we had your dad he was episode number three and uh man i'm excited to get into your story because you um it took you a little while to kind of get into the real estate business uh, but then you finally did and uh, you joined your dad who's been doing it since i believe he said 2005 yeah yeah he's closing in on 20 years Dang. And uh, so, yeah, man, people that haven't heard your name, give us a little one minute introduction. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Taylor Zinn, realtor with England Volkers, Tulsa. You know, like you said, it took me a while to get into the game, but definitely happy. I'm jump ship from yeah. the fitness industry. And honestly, I've been in sales for pretty much the majority of my professional career, but really happy and blessed to be alongside my dad. I know that working with family can be a challenge sometimes, but it's yeah. been nothing but incredible. Did, um, do you think that if COVID would have never happened just because anybody listening, his story, you were in, you were a personal trainer, yeah, uh, which is one of the things we have in common as far as I actually was a personal trainer, like right right the time that we met shortly after that for a couple of years that I couldn't ever do it because it just, it kind of took the joy of me working out. Did Mm -hmm. you ever feel like that? Oh, it's so easy to get burned out in that business because the difference with lending and real estate and all these other opportunities, you can do that from home in certain instances. Yeah. But training that's in person all day long and to make decent money, you got to just, you got to be there all day. Yeah. I remember every, we, I was, we were going to the same gym at the same time at the time. And, and every time I'd be there, I feel like I see you all the time. Yeah. And so, but at least with, whether you're working from home or, or whether you're at the office, if you're having a stressful day, like you just, you can go do something like go to go work out. And it yep. feels like a relief as, as opposed to if you're having a stressful day training people, you're, you're like, I feel like I'm still stressed if I go work out because like <laughs> there's, I'm still surrounded by the same thing. You're tired of looking at the same walls all day, you know, yeah. and you're just like, I need a break. <laughs> so do you think that if, so COVID happened and that's kind of what forced yeah. you. And I kind of got talking to your dad and I was like, did you, did you want him to work with you? And he was like, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we were pretty much forced because of COVID. You had just gotten a promotion. Essentially. So it's a wild story. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So 
Well, I'll start from the beginning. So okay. I started off young. I was maybe, gosh, 20, 21. I think I was 21. And built myself up to where I was the number one trainer at the South facility where we used to work out at all the time. Shortly after that, I got offered a management position at our new facility, which was in Broken Arrow. And that sales team was um, kind of struggling. It was an, a lot of newer trainers who didn't have a ton of experience. So I was able to go in there. We 5X the monthly revenue inside of six months. So we were just killing it. And then COVID shortly after that. So you I was only there for six months. I was there for, for almost, a Broken Arrow. A yeah, broken arrow. At Broken Arrow for almost two years. Oh, okay. You were there for a couple of years there. Yeah. So yeah. how long were you there? Were you at, at Sky uh, overall, which is not even Sky anymore, but... About seven years. Seven years. I Dude. loved it, man. I loved it. It, it shaped me in a lot of ways. You know, it, it kind of opened my eyes to the sales world because you're, you come in green and, you know, you're super excited. You think you're going to have all these clients fall into your lap and then you learn very quickly that, oh, no, I have to, yeah. <laughs> I have to hustle for this. This is a... So you job. said you, you were the the number one uh, trainer. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean in sales, or does that mean in in like actually like training and, and transforming people from like either losing weight or whatever? So it goes hand in hand. Hopefully, right now yeah. every trainer there is super talented, super knowledgeable. So I was with, um, amongst the best trainers in Tulsa, in my opinion, and we all help change people's lives. But when I say number one, it was just in in reference to sales. Okay, and then so how did does it go? As, far as because i i never really think about it especially it's like a like a gym like sky like for mm -hmm. example do you, i just figure people come in and and they're like i want a trainer and then they just set you up with somebody like were you like making calls were you like were you having to go out there and be like dude i need more clients because yeah. if anything i felt yeah. like a lot of the really good trainers are already overbooked and they don't even have any more time Exactly. Well, then you just start funneling people into groups, which is what I started uh, doing once I got more established is now it's not doing one-on-one -on -one so much, but now I'm training groups of 10, right? Because gotcha. that's the only way you can really scale Yeah. in training is you just start filling your hours with more people. Man, right? leveraging your time there. I that's, love that. Yeah. So they, we had some trainers, man, that would get there at 5 a.m. They'd be done by noon. Yeah. And they're making a great career out of it. Dang. So you've been in... in real estate now for three years. That's right. Three years. Yep. Walk me through your, your time. Um, as far as you've had a lot of success really quickly. Um, and especially in this down market that a lot of people are, are struggling. And yesterday yeah. I had a call with an agent. She's, uh, I think she'll finish the year at around 4 million, which is not horrible for the market we're in, especially, especially where we're at in, in like our, our Tulsa market really. Yeah. And you know, she said, Hey, I, I had to go and get a, a job a full. And I'm like part-time or what? Cause I've yeah. already had to talk some people off the ledge. Yep. Uh, cause I'm like, okay, if you go and make $16 an hour and you're only working 20 hours a week, you know, you only need X, you know, two, three, four deals to, to get that time back and yeah. actually put it back in to um your business and be able to not have to worry about that but you know she's like no it's full time so it's it's been a year so tough. so t walk me through you starting um with your dad and just yeah. kind of like how how do you feel that you've gotten like the success that you've had no i love that so obviously it was a big learning curve so i came in with a background in sales obviously i've been selling for around seven years but very different product i was selling training packages not, you know, hundreds, sometimes million dollar homes, yeah. <laughs> which is very different. Yeah. So I had to be a student of the game first. So obviously in my dad, I'd been around the business for a very long time and he's a great teacher. 
So I was able to learn a ton from him in terms of contracts and just enough to make me feel confident in what I was doing. Yeah. But I felt like my sales background and my ability to connect with people, because genuinely, I just want to help. I want to help people make the best decision. Same for you, yeah. right? You, you just want to help people get into their homes. Exactly. And there's so many people out there who just don't have the, the information that they need. Even in a down market that we're in right now. 100%. What's the number one thing you hear when you talk to people? Oh, the rates are too high. Yeah. Right? But they yeah. don't realize that come springtime when rates drop and that's like kind of like opening season for us, really. Like we're never off season, but you know, the winter time, which it's crazy. I mean, we just talked on Monday yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, I kept telling my team, I'm like, Hey, uh, this winter's probably going to be really cold, like yep. a cold winter. Like, and then we come in December, we're going to have the best month we've ever had in the, for the year. Yeah, and, awesome. and so, so I think it's all like a mindset, how you prepare yourself and, and what work you're willing to put in. Because yesterday I had a rep come in for uh, one of the private mortgage insurance uh, companies that we work with. And, you know, we were going through a bunch of people that I thought were still top producers. And this year they're having on the loan officer side of things. And this year they're having a, a rough year. And she's like, "Will, but they don't, she's like, I met a guy that he had to pull money from his 401k, sell his boat, mm -hmm. but he's still not wanting to do the work. And it's like, what more do you like your, your back is, is against the wall. Yeah. It's baffling to me because everybody has their own, I think, threshold of pain that they're willing to endure until they make a change. Yeah. Right. And, and there's a saying out there to quote, I don't know who says it, but basically everybody sucks until they don't. Yeah. And it's a harsh truth, but that's a conversation that I have with myself every day to make sure I'm doing the things that I know a lot of people may not be willing to do. Are you, are you satisfied where you're at? Not satisfied, but like, are you happy where you're at right now in your career right now? I'm happy, yeah, but satisfied, not even close. Yeah, that's one, not of the, even close. that's one of my biggest struggles. Like, I'm never, I mean, it's kind of bad, but I'm just, like, never happy. Like, as yeah. far as, like, I'm just, like, like, right now, you know, we were going in from November, and I was looking at December, and I was like, man, like, I mm -hmm. can't believe that we're going to have this month. But it's really not a thing until they close. Right now, we've closed half of our pipeline for this month. So it's like, you know. It's fantastic. And then, but then I went into December, not being very happy because of, you know, we had zero on the board for January and yeah. now we have a few for January and I'm like, I have zero for February. It's just like, but let me tell you something about that. Cause that's the key to success, right? What you just said is you can have, cause this happened to me this year too. I had the best month I've ever had. And you know, one of the best months that our team has ever had. Yeah. And I was like, man, aren't you, aren't you just stoked? Like, isn't this awesome? I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. But I, I'm not getting that same joy because I'm already looking two, three, four months ahead. I'm yeah. already thinking about the winter yeah, um, and how to stack it. But that's how I've been able to maintain. So I tell people that all the time. I say that that's, I have like a double-edged sword yeah. and that double-edged sword on the front end, which is, you know, if it's an actual sword, it helps you fight. Mm -hmm. For me, it, it helps me grind and it helps me hustle and it helps me get deals in. Yep. But then the other side of it that could, you know, come back and stab you is that, I just, I mean, I look at people that are doing a lot less and they're a lot happier. And then sometimes I kind of get a little envious of that. I'm just like, yeah. man, why can't I be happy? Yeah. But I'm, I look at them and I'm like, dude, I would never want to, I would never want to, like, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah, would yeah. be miserable if I was doing that, you know, but I was just curious on that because I feel like everybody is different. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, the other day I was talking to Alfredo and he was telling me, he was like, dude, there's very little people that can relate to you just because, yeah. just because you're just like somewhere else. As you're always of, reaching for more, yeah. right? Yes. And I just, I, you and I are a lot alike. And, yeah. uh, and I just, I was curious to ask you, especially yeah. with you, how old are you? 29. I'll, 29. I'll be 29 this year. Yeah. Dude, I got like pretty much close to a month left in my twenties. It's a little, it's a little, uh daunting for me isn't that a weird feeling i know and it's not that the 30s you know old by any means right yeah it's not that it i think it's that competitive in me i'm just like what more could have i achieved because one of the biggest things that that i'm the one of the biggest fears i have is that i die mm -hmm. i go to heaven and and god says meet william the the person that you could have been yeah and he's like you you did 80 percent of that yep. or you did 60 percent of that or even you did 90 percent of that mm-hmm like, I'm not going to be satisfied unless I did 100% of that. And you just hear all these people that are doing these amazing things at a young age. And I'm like, yeah. you see it everywhere. I know. And 20 years old, multimillionaire. You get online and it's going to be posted up everywhere. I know. So, and with social media, with all this kind of stuff, it's, it, it's, it's becoming easier and easier to get there at a much younger age. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's unprecedented, right? The ability to market yourself now for free through social media. 100%. And there's a lot of people that don't do it. I think you're one of the best at it. I appreciate that, you're man. You're so consistent. You have that, to be. That's what I struggle with, right? I'll, I'll do, you know, a couple months where I'm like really into it. I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. great. And then I get super busy and, you know, family life, which you, which you understand. I'm yep. like, oh, I'm going to take some time off. And that's a killer. So that's one of my biggest goals for next year is to maintain consistency in all areas. Yeah. I've actually was wanting to find a, a, uh, like a accountability partner type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just because, I mean, Nate will tell you, um, I I look really like every, everybody sees this, but every time yeah. we film Nate, I'm just not like the happiest person. I'm like, I just want to get this done. And then that's after the hard part's done, which is the content, yeah. you know? Yeah. So right now I'm like, dude, I need to, I need to get some stuff going, but it's harder with without that accountability. And, 100%, you know, man. and that goes same in business. So what, how, how do you keep yourself accountable when it comes to to your business and what you're doing on a day-to-day? -day? Got a family to feed. Yeah. At the end of the day, man. And that's, I my family saved my life, 100%. I mean, I was a pretty selfish guy growing up, uh, particularly when I was in the, the fitness industry. I was still with my wife now. But at the time, I mean, we we didn't have a whole lot of lot of bills. So I was just really focused on, I, I just want to have fun with her. Yeah. And everything else is going to fall to the wayside. Uh, but once we had kids... And it's so cliche because everybody says that. Well, you'll understand once you have them, but it's so true. I agree with that. Everybody it's told me so that, true. and I just kind of rolled my eyes type of thing. Yeah, you do that. And then you see that that baby boy, the baby girl, and you're like, okay, I've got to become a man now. Like, yeah. No more playing around. And truthfully, that's what did it for me. Is there anything else that keeps that 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 you do to keep yourself accountable, like at work? Yeah. So I, I look at people who are doing more than me, like you said, like guys like you, for example. Like you're you're working out super early in the morning. You have a baby. You have a wife. You've got a killer business in the mortgage industry and you're growing social media. So it's like, okay, like, let me look at people who yeah. are doing what I want to do and allow that to motivate me and, and show that, okay, my excuses don't matter. Well, I appreciate that, man. And one of my f most favorite things that has been on having a kid has mm -hmm. been that people can't say, well, you don't have any kids. So that's why you can wake up at 4am and go work out. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, isn't like, that interesting? Because I think people you know, they see guys like you who are doing that and it 
waken something up in them that they don't want to awaken. They're like, okay, wait, that is possible? No. But there's excu- not there's excuses for everything, dude. And I think that I even still come up with excuses with certain things that 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 I like, you know, I, I sat down and and did my business plan and I looked and 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 like I was like, what's something that I want to get better at? And I said, I want to get, I, I want to be more consistent. Yeah. And I was telling Alfredo that, and he goes, dude, you're already really consistent. And I was like, no, but it's just not like, it's just <laughs> not, I think it can be more consistent. Cause yeah. dude, I still wake up in the morning and I'm like, I really don't want to get up right now. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I kind of have to like mentally slap myself because I'm just like, that's, that's me waking up and thinking something negative right away. Yeah. And then, so I'm just like, no, like I get to get up today. Like I hate running. I'm going to run my first marathon next, next month. And the reason why I'm doing it is because earlier this year, I couldn't even walk. I ruptured my Achilles and I was like, man, it's all like, I I was like, it's all downhill from here. But once again, you mentally slap yourself and you're like, no, like, why do you have to think everybody's like default is, um, it's just negative for, I, I just don't know why. I don't understand it either, but you pointed out something really good that I hope people can catch on and it's your mindset. hundred percent. If it's one thing like you're asking me, how do I stay motivated? How do I stay accountable? Mindset. So what it, are some, what, what, what are some things besides with, with mindset and what yeah. are some things that you are doing like activities to be able to, to, to not only get the leads because that's the most important part, yeah. but people forget you have to get the leads and then you have to convert them to approved, right? Because there could be 10 people here that raise their hands and say, I want to buy a house. And then you and I get so excited. We're like, we'd love to help you. Yep. And then and then they come over to me and, and fill out an application. They're not approved. And then you're like, well, crap. Out of these nine, I can only help one. Yeah. So you got to get them approved. Then you got to find them a house. Yep. And then you go under contract. And that's where most agents are, are like happy-go-lucky. They're already cashing their check. And there's so much, even if, even in the most smooth deals, there's so much that can go wrong. A hundred percent, man. It takes 35 to 40 people to close one deal. Depending of, you know, how many agents there are, depending if there's a lender, depending all, you know, there's all these people. So there's something that can go wrong at all times. Absolutely. And then you go to the closing table and heck, even at that, I've heard horror stories that even at the closing table, it, it can go downhill. So 100%. how do you, like, what are some activities that you do that you are to, to do what you're doing, like the production yeah. that you're doing? So for me, it's about getting better every single day. And I'll break that down into different aspects that I, I try to work on. So training in terms of how I talk to people and how I can better serve people. Cause ultimately that's what our job is, right? It yeah, sure Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to produce yeah. more, but if you don't have a heart for people, and you don't genuinely care about your clients, you're never going to get anywhere. I don't care how much you spend on training or, you know, how good you look, whatever it is, you're never going to get anywhere, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. So I try to educate myself every day on the market. I try to educate myself every day on people and what they're after, right? And I'm, I'm plugging into people who've been doing it a lot longer than me, who've done way more than me, and I'm trying to learn everything I can from them because like we talked about with social media, we have all this information out yeah. at our fingertips. I can learn anything I want to on YouTube. hundred percent. Right? If I yep. put the time in though, and I've yeah. got to set aside that time. So I'm either staying up later at night after the kids are in bed and I'm, I'm doing that, 
or I'm waking up earlier in the morning, but I'm doing that every single day. Not every single day. Every day I'm training. What are something. you, what are you like watching on YouTube and stuff? And what do you, what are you doing? Um, like as part of that training? Yeah. So I'll watch just different guys that are in that coaching space. So like Alex Hormozzi is a big one. Yeah. Just watch how he breaks things down in such simple terms is amazing to me. Uh, I'll watch guys like uh, Andy Elliott, who's just, I don't know if you've seen him, but he's blowing up right now. He's like wildfire. Andy Elliott. It sounds really familiar. I probably have seen him, but I would, I would probably see him if, uh, recognize him if I saw him. He's a little rough around the edges. Like you'll, you'll see when you talk, he's a used car salesman is what he came from. And now he's got oh, this massive. Oh, I, I know exactly. He, he wears his shirts like yeah, really tight and, the, and then he, he tucks them in. Yeah. He always, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see him, you're like, well, who's this? Who's this guy no, looks no, like no. such a I tool, know exactly right? who that is. Yeah. But then when you really, if you listen to him, like he has some really, really good yeah. information in there just about how to communicate because ultimately that's what we're really getting paid for is, yeah. is communication. And if you don't know how to master that, and not in terms of manipulation, but really get to understand what people are after, I think is so important. So hundred percent. I'm I'm that's what I'm really diving into right now. Um, my faith as well. So I'm doing a devotional every day just to keep me grounded. Um, you know, I know everybody has their own beliefs, but I yeah. think if you can submit to some type of higher power, higher calling and understand that the only thing you can really do is better yourself. You can't control everything. Dude, but, I listen to all these podcasts and even guys, even people that don't claim a religion mm -hmm. they're like man i just like i pray every morning and i yeah. do this and i and it and, and they don't want to admit that they're you know they, they have any sort of type of faith or they believe in any sort of type of god but but it's so crazy how even people that that don't want to um admit that that it still brings so much peace this year will be the first year or the first time that i'll have read the entire bible and i it's been something that That's i'm awesome. like talk about consistency when I feel that I'm not as consistent, it's in different things of my life that, cause it's, to me, it's easy being consistent in certain things, Yep. but what about everything else? Exactly. You know, so that's going to be a huge accomplishment for me this year. And, uh, but that's really cool to hear you say that too. Cause people don't really, that's why I'm like trying to get into your head. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying to like really figure out like, what does it take to, to, have that mindset that you're talked about. Yeah. Well, I'm not, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm glad that this is where the conversation's heading. So for me, obviously faith is huge for me, but in terms of the self-development, right, which I think is, is just as important in terms of when you're trying to grow your business, because your business is only going to be as good as you are. hundred percent. And if you're not developing every day, well, guess what? Your business isn't developing every day and your relationships with your family is not getting better every day. And I, I think one of the biggest lies that people believe is you can't have it all. And yeah. not, and what I mean by that is you can't have a, you know, million dollar plus business and have a great relationship with your wife and kids and have a good relationship with God or all these other things. You can absolutely have it all, but you have to work super hard. It's hard every day. There's no days off, but if you can follow up, fall in love with that process, which, which I, I feel like I have, I mean, I look forward every day to, to learning and getting better. And if you can get obsessed with learning and get obsessed with self-improvement, you're unstoppable. Do you think that you get obsessed really easy with stuff? Oh, I've, I've had an addictive personality since I can remember. Okay. So I have I, to be very I, careful. I'm the same way. I'm yeah. the same way. So, and it's funny because literally every person that I meet, it's, it, it's sort of like the same thing, mm -hmm. but it's funny though, that you can meet people that are like, okay, that person, they're kind of like me and you know, I can kind of see how they're 
wired like that. Yep. But then there's people like your dad. Like your dad is wired completely different, yeah. and he's been he's been able to be a top producer for a long time. Yeah. And, but I think that the biggest difference it goes back to mindset. Yeah. And then also believing in something higher than 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 you, and then 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 your you know the sources that everybody believes it's your source because when you put all your eggs in that basket it's a lot harder to to see past that and beyond that like if 100%. everything is telling you like hey you're there's no way you're going to make it through the week you only have ten dollars in your bank account and you know you don't have a gas to get to work like yep. you're just like this is impossible like i can't do that Yep. But if you truly believe and have faith, which faith and fear are the same thing, you're believing something that you don't know what's, what what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then I think that that's why that helps so much as well. But it's it's just mind blowing to me seeing like just so many different people. But it, to me, it's the most fun to talk to people that are kind of like wired the same. Yeah. You know, would you I say your, your wife's like complete opposite of you? I think we're similar in a lot of ways. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we both grew up. In athletics, so she was a gymnast. Um, she ended up actually injuring her back um, late into her career in high school, but she would have gone on to be D1. She was really, really good. So she has that discipline already kind of instilled in her, similar to me, uh-huh. which you grew up the same way. We played football yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're pretty similar in that regard. And she attacks the same way I attack my business in motherhood. So she gets obsessed with, okay, I'm going to make these kids feel like they are just the luckiest kids in the world. Right. So every day I come home from work or, or whatever it is and they're having fun and, and, you know, the house is taken care of. I mean, she just she attacks just the same way and she gets obsessed with whatever is in front of her. So we both have to be careful. about. OK, yeah, let's make sure we have the right things in front of us. Right. And if we can stay consistent with that, we're going to be OK. That's pretty impressive that you guys are able to make it work with being so alike because me and my wife are complete opposites yeah. and I, I feel that every person that or every couple that we hang out with it's kind of the same thing yeah, yeah. like I'm like okay I'm like we're like they're like yep. and uh but you know it's it's kind of like that saying opposites attract yeah you know yeah. so uh what what are some things that you like to do are you I'm assuming you're still working out cons- you know regularly oh yeah so but what are some other things that you like to do to kind of like re- re- refresh restart yeah. So no, um, honestly, my devotional is one of my favorite things uh-huh. um, I'm going through right now. Uh, it's the kingdom man is what I'm going through. I'm almost finished with that. And it's been amazing. Just, and it's, it's quick. It's like 10 minutes, yeah. you know, but it's that self-reflection that it always puts me into a right headspace of what am I working towards? What am I struggling with? What do I need to surrender? What do I need to do to get better? Uh, so that is one of my favorite things outside of working out. It's kind of a different form of, of meditation and I can do it quick. So if I'm really struggling one day, sometimes I might do it more than once, right? Just to have that quiet time. Another thing, it's going to sound funny, uh, but I really enjoy driving. Really? I, that, I, that's one thing we have, we're, we're opposites in, bro. Well, and it, I kind of, it was kind of learned. So we just moved uh, back out to South Tulsa, but we were living essentially in Coweta for okay. almost about three, three and a half years. So I'm used to driving 30, 40 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. Right. So in that, that's when I would do like podcasts and you know, YouTube videos, whatever I could in that time frame to make it productive. Audiobooks is a big one. So that that's something I I really look forward to. And now that I'm living closer, I, I've kind of lost that yeah. <laughs> the driving, but I'm I'm filling it in in other areas. It's it's funny because when I have people in my car, 
I'll like turn some, uh, it's, it's like quiet. And yeah, then yeah. people will be like, man, it's, do you not, <laughs> do you not listen to music? And I'm like, no, I just, I literally only listen to like audibles or, uh, yeah. or podcasts just because I mean, what does music do for me? Like, unless I it has it. to have a purpose. I get it. Man. So like in the morning, every single morning, I listen to a thing called Darren Daily. Yeah. And it's Darren Hardy. And it's like a, every single morning, he sends you an email at 3 a.m. And it's a video anywhere between a minute to eight minutes long. Every single morning is different. And it's just, it, it, it talks about just all different types of things to be able to put your life in perspective. And it's like, how can I become better? Yeah. So every single morning, if I'm driving to the gym, which lately my mornings have looked a little different because I have to go run to train for this thing. Yeah. But I'll play it as on my way to the gym. And as soon as it's over, I'll play. I have like enough time for like a song or like, or not even two, like one and a half songs. Yeah. And for me, I'm like trying to get pumped up to, to go work out. Yep. But that's the only time music. And I guess unless you're like at a party, I guess, and it's kind of just like good background noise, but I don't know. And I mean, I used to do it. I used yeah, yeah. to have music all the time when I was driving, but I'm right. just like, that doesn't serve me a purpose. No, and it's funny you said that because I'm literally the same way. Like you get in there, my Spotify is just audiobook, audiobook, podcast, podcast. Like, what are what are some of your favorite like books and, and podcasts? Yes, yeah, so Miracle Morning, one okay. of my favorites. I never heard of that. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's what really got me into that self-reflection. Um, and there's a whole process. I won't get into it because I'll completely butcher it. You've got to hear it from the author. Okay. But it's Miracle Mornings. Miracle Morning. Morning. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to you. Okay. You're gonna, you, I'm telling you, it's a quick read, uh, but really powerful in terms of your mindset and how it can shift. This guy has an amazing story. Um, and Think and Grow Rich is another one, classic. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm sure you've read that yep, one. I read that one. Um, but those are probably my top two that I just consistently go back to. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I love uh, Ed Milet. You ever listen oh, to Ed Milet? Legend. Dude, he gets me riled up every time. Legend. Yeah. He, dude, and I, I'm sure you've listened to some of his podcasts. Oh, yeah. Dude, the way that he, like, he, I don't even know. Like, he makes me feel like I'm just, like, this little shrimp guy. He's yeah. just, like, he's just, you like. You need that, though. Yeah, you got to yeah. stay grounded, right? Because yeah. no matter how successful you are, there's always somebody coming to take your spot if you're not trying to get better. Dude, I'm constantly revalidating myself between the the five people that I'm closest to in each area. Yeah. So like at the gym, I'm like, who are the top five people that I'm, that I'm closest to that I'm talking to. Yep. And I'm like, I need to make sure that I am like either in the middle of the pack or, or the weakest to be able to keep growing stronger in business. Yep. Who am I surrounded with the most, yep. you know, in outside of business, just because it's so easy to take that for granted. And next thing you know, if you truly are the average of the five people that you're hanging out with, you could be ripped with six pack and you're hanging out with a bunch of people that are overweight. Like that's the average is you really not being that fit. Right. Yeah. Or, or when you take, you could be a millionaire and you're hanging out with people that are, don't have any money. Like you're not really a millionaire. So I'm constantly thinking about that all the time, dude. It's huge. Well, and there's a quote out there. I forget who it's by, but it's one of my favorites. And it's, I want to paraphrase the, greatest waste of time is justifying your actions to people who have lives that you don't want to that's I've never heard that that's so good it's so good and I heard that literally just a few days ago like that's so true like how often do we do that like how often do we say I'm gonna go and this is something I'll just be totally transparent that I've struggled with a lot is I'll you know get 
social media ideas together and get my content together. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go post this. And I'm like, well, I don't want people to think I'm annoying or like that pushy sales guy. So maybe I won't do that. But the people that are going to tell me that are people who are living lives that I don't really have any interest in. That's so good. But like guys like you, like I would love to be successful as you are at, at some point in my career. Right. So well, I would, thanks, man. I would rather yeah. have you be like, no, man, this is awesome. Like, this is what you need to do, which you've told me before. So it's, those are the people you need to listen to is where you want to go. A lot of the times people that are telling you like, why, why would you do that? Yeah. Is for one is because they want to do it and they don't have the, the guts to do it mm -hmm. or they're, they're just like at the end of the day, it, it people are in different levels. Yeah. I mean, and we need that in a way in order to be able to function as a society. A hundred percent. Because I just watched a Netflix do one of my biggest um, pastimes. I don't know if pastimes are like it, to de-stress is yeah. dude. I love watching TV. Yeah. Like I love Same. and people, I, I, I know it's funny because a lot of people that I, I ask, I'm like, Hey, have you seen this show? Yeah. They're like, I don't, I don't watch TV. I feel like a lot of people, that's like a flex for them. I don't know. I don't know. Could for me, be. I watch a lot. Of, I, we watch dude, a lot. I, I watch so yeah. much TV. And why I just watch, it just kind of refreshes my mind. Like, I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, like I'm not stressed anymore or whatever. And yeah. I just watch a, uh, a documentary. I love documentaries. And this was uh, narrated and uh, produced by Barack Obama. Okay. It's called... I got to go back and see what it's called, but it's pretty much takes you through every episode of each different level of income and class. So it starts out with a starts out with the lady that's like making like $9 an hour. And then Barack Obama goes and goes grocery shopping with her. And, you know, she, you know, she's grabbing cereal and the box of cereal is like $7. And she's like, it's taking me pretty much an hour to be able to buy a box of cereal. And it just puts, it put things in oh so much per perspective for me. And, and then the next episode, it's like, okay, hey, this is like what the middle class used to be, but it's really not the middle class because it, it just talked about how, how our, the average income in the United States has really not moved that much since like back in like the eighties and nineties. So true. But inflation, especially in housing. Oh my gosh. I mean, a house used to cost $30,000. Yeah. You can't even get a, like a really nice car for $30,000 now. No. no, you couldn't even get this room that we're sitting in right now. $30,000. Yeah. And, and so, and then it goes to the next level. It's like, okay, these are the people that are like, like in the high end middle class but they don't feel like it. They're, yep. they just, they're just like, you know, they don't feel like that. Everybody's stressed. Yeah. And yep. then and it's like, and then this is like the CEOs of the companies, mm -hmm. dude, it was, I, I loved watching that. I need be, to watch it. You know, in order to be able to try to like see, see people's perspective and, you know, and it's good. I mean, that's part of the reason why I love doing, doing the podcast is because I'm able to kind of like see people, like how do people view life? Because yeah. sometimes we're so focused on, we talk, you know, you hear about people having their blinders on in order to be able to focus on your goals and you know, what yep. you're, you're supposed to do. And it's hard to do that, but it's really easy to have your blinders on, on, on just the way that you view life. Like you're like, man, the business business is slow right now because everybody is saying that or because I feel that way because my bank account is telling me that. But it's like, well, what if I talk to a couple other people, a couple yeah. other loan officers, a couple other uh, people in the industry? Yep. 
and hear their perspective to be able to see like truly what reality is, you know? Reality is what you make it, right? Which is sounds easier than it is in reality, but I truly believe the people that you have around you are, it's crucial to your success. Like I want to be around guys like you and, and people on our team who regardless of market conditions, regardless yeah. of what's going on in the world, we're going to kill it. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah, you have to get creative, man. You, you have to. Well, and, and something to realize too is if, if you're an agent or a lender and you're listening to this and you're struggling, know that that's the average person. Everyone right now is thinking the market's slow. I'm not going to get business. So they're not getting business because that's what they're waking up and telling themselves every day. So how, what do you expect is going to happen? So that's why I get so passionate. Um, and now I'm, I'm really blessed to have, have gotten my promotion this year to where now I'm, I'm running our sales team and help get people motivated every week that listen, it, it does. I don't care what's happening right now. Mo- motivating others motivates me. Same. It's it. That's really where my passion lies. Like go, going back to the gym, I was at my, I was most fulfilled developing that training team who really just didn't have anybody that was consistently believing in them and pouring into them. Like, Hey, you guys can do this, but you need a plan and here's the plan. Yeah. And if you put the work in guarantee success, what, what do you think your biggest or a couple of your biggest fears are? Failure of one for sure. Failure of what? I think failing as a man. So what I, w- I will say when I say that is not just in business, but falling short of my potential as a, as a father, as a husband, as a son, uh, and ultimately as a, as a realtor, right? Yeah. Because it's not just, I'm not just working at a company that I don't have any ties to. Like this is something that my dad's built. So I feel like I have a lot to live up to. Um, and he's not the type that is prone to hand out. So that's what a lot of people would assume. And I totally get it. Cause I, I would think the same thing. Oh, it's your dad's business. He's just going to hand you all the leads. Like, no, the guy still sells. He'll yeah. do over 10 million this year, just himself. And he's running the company. So he still wants to, what, what will you end up the year at? I'll be right around 12. Thanks. So you got your pops by two. He did tell, <laughs> he did say to both of us, he said, he said, I, I, I truly believe Taylor's a better realtor than I am. Oh, he said that? Yeah. He didn't tell me that. Yeah. He, I don't know about that. And then he said he's, he's, he, he said that you're the best realtor he's ever like known as well too. I'm very humbled by that, man. That means a lot coming from him for real. It's weird because it can be both ends. It can be like, oh, he's, of course he would say that that's his son. Or it could be like, wow, like, you know, that's yeah. his son. So he's, cause I, I, I think that somebody in your dad's position constantly has to be thinking, how can I not favor my son? Yeah. And, and how can this not look this way? Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. It's tough. It's tough on him. I, I don't envy that position at all because you're, you're trying to also, like I am, develop our team and you'd never want them to think, because as soon as they think, oh, he's getting handouts, they're done. It's, yeah. it's never going to go anywhere. And as they should, right? If, if, we're, if that's the kind of culture we're cultivating, I, I wouldn't blame anyone for not wanting to be a part of that. But How, how old is he? So he is going to be 58. 58. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, do you think he'll ever retire? Like fully be, get out? Not fully. It's not that he, he just doesn't have it in him. And I mean that in a good way. Like, I think he's put in so much work over the years that he's not going to be able to just shut that off. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't want him to. I, I want him to be involved because he's still a resource for me. I still go to him almost every day. When do you, how long do you think he'll be until like you, let's say he's still a part of it, but you're, you're pretty much fully taken over the whole thing. I think as soon as we develop our sales team to where we, we don't want to grow in terms of, we're going to have a thousand agents and 
1% of those are going to produce and the other ones are going to sell one house a year. That's never been our vision. We've always wanted something smaller, but to where every agent has the life that they want. And not just in their business, but with their families, with their friends, with whatever it is that they're interested in. We want them to be the best version of themselves. So we approach it a lot differently than other companies will. Like I, I want to know you. I want to know your family. I want to know how we can help you develop into the absolute best. Yeah. Not just salesperson, but just best person. Yeah. And it's hard too, because we talked a little bit about the advantages and also Mm -hmm. uh, of joining a team. And then also the mindset that some people have of like, why would I ever join a team? Like I'm I'm not going to get paid full commission. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the amount of times that I've told agents a hundred percent or even 80%, but let's say a hundred percent of nothing is still nothing as well. Right. Absolutely. So, but it's hard to kind of, you know, get people started there and then they've, gain some confidence and they're like, all right, I'm going out on my own. Right. So yep. it's a never ending cycle that you, it's a little harder to manage there. It is. Wh- what is the, uh, the, besides you and your dad, what's the second person? What, what are they producing this year for the, for the end of the year? No. So I'm glad you brought this up. Um, so she's actually one of our newer agents. This is going to be her first year and she's going to end up, I believe around 4 million. Four million. She's she's working a couple deals right now that she's hoping could add to her production that are going to close early this month. So it'll kind of depend. But if, if that happens, she'll definitely be at four. So how do you s- still stay motivated outside of everything we've talked about with with seeing like, okay, you have your dad, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of right behind you. But then you have the next person because, I mean, it always helps. I mean, if you told me like, hey, I'm doing 12, my dad's doing 10. And we have another guy that's like at 11.5, right? Yeah. And it, it'd be a little easier to be like, dude, what do we need to do to make sure that we, you know, do not get beat? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So how, how do you, how do you get the, comp- I mean, cause you're a competitive guy. Like I'm Very, super competitive yeah. and that's one of the things that I always have to get really creative mm-hmm. just because the people that 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 are that are surrounding you, even the people you work with, sometimes it's like you know, kind of the scales are a little different. So how do yeah. you, how do you still keep that competitive edge? So one, I try to just I don't want to compete with anyone but myself, and I want to beat the version of myself that woke up yesterday. And if I do that, I, I truly believe that my business will grow exponentially every single year. Uh, my my goal was ten million this year. I'm going to beat that by two million. I did less than eight million the year prior. So I I'm going to keep building my goals to double my income next year, double the production, which I can do if I, if I stay consistent. But for me, how I stay on that track outside of that is the team because I feel responsible for every agent we have. I feel responsible for my dad and for the company and building it into the company that we know it will be. So that is enough motivation for me to stay on fire every single day. And I know that if I fall off, that team's looking at me as the leader and I lead by example. It's always been the way that I am. Yeah. So if I'm not making my calls every day, I'm not converting, I'm not selling. Why should they listen to me? Yeah. I wouldn't want to listen to me because I'm not doing what I'm telling them to do. I think as a leader, you can never ask your team or anyone under you to be what you're not. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of quote unquote leaders. We'll just call them managers that, that want to tell people that. what to do when they're not doing it or they used to do it even. Yeah. Well, that's the, that, that it's it right there. You, you get to this point, I feel like in any career where you feel like you've made it right. And then you just turn everything off and you just tell everybody else what to do. And that, that's not gonna get anybody fired it, up. It's let's go back to your training days. Yeah. It's like, let's say you got, did you ever get into bodybuilding? 
I did one competition. One competition. I did one, um, and and I enjoyed it. It, it was fun. I mean, ultimately, not not for me. It kind of took the joy out of it for me, to be yeah, honest. I never did. I never got into it, even yeah. though a lot of people around me were doing it. But I was, and I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, let's say you you did get hardcore into it, and you were this like you know this ripped up dude the, yep. that you know won all these trophies and everything. And then you just get burned out and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm done with that career. Yep. And then you see it all the time. A lot of bodybuilders that just turn fat. Yeah. And then you're and but you've been a trainer this entire time. Yep. And you're still training people. Yeah. And tell them like, this is how you need to get skinny, (laughs) but you're, you're fat. Yeah. How I, I've, and and that does happen, dude. I mean, it happens at every gym. Yeah. But I, I, but I don't understand. I don't even know who's more to blame the fat personal trainer or the person that's taking that person's advice. Yeah. But well, that, but that happens in business all the time. It, 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 it you just don't get the visual. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? You don't want to follow people who don't have the life that you want, right? So you have to go out and seek those people actively. You're not just going to find them by chance. You, maybe you'll get lucky with a couple, but you've got to go find those people. Yeah. That are living the life that you want to model, not just in business, but in everything. And those are the people you want to get close to. And those are the people you want to learn from. Yeah. And I think outside of motivating people, helping motivate you, it's that accountability because there's really no other way to lead, but other than example, hundred percent. So that keeps you accountable right there. Um, man, one of the things that I like to ask people, um, which by the way, man, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I really have. I really appreciate you for coming. Uh, Honored, what, man. what is, what is the best advice that you've ever received throughout your life? And, and that has kind of kept you going, uh, just not even just for real estate. It can be for real estate, but just, you know, something, something that has stuck with you that you're like, man, I really think that this is kind of what has been the theme of my life type, you know, what do you think that is? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. So for me, it's success is every success. Every failure is because of you. Meaning it all starts and ends with me. Right. So for a long time, and I think there's a lot of people that could relate to this, it's easy to blame external factors and your circumstances. And you, you can relate to this with what you've been through. It would have been so easy for you to throw in the towel and be like, well, I just got dealt a really crap hand. So point the finger, nothing better. There's, yeah, there's nothing better for me. I'm just going to roll over, basically. Or you can do the exact opposite of that and realize that if I put the work in, if I better myself every day, surround myself with the people that I need to surround myself with stay consistent, do the work when I don't want to, especially on the days that you don't want to. And I think if you can understand that when you have a quote unquote bad day, you have a day where you wake up and you don't feel like running or you don't feel like working out or reaching out to your leads or whatever it is, that's your opportunity to grow. Those days where you do it anyway is when you get better. Not on the days that you feel like it. Those are good, right? You're going to be in a great mood, but ultimately seek out those days where you're struggling and kill it anyway you're never, you're will never feel more fulfilled than at the end of that day where you're like, you know what? I really didn't want to do it, but I did it. So that, that for me was the best piece of advice I've ever been given. And it was actually when I was at the gym, it was one of my first, uh, managers that brought me on as a trainer. And he told me that I was just a young, young kid trying to soak up everything I could, but that stuck with me. Your success and your failures are all because of you. Yeah. Nothing else. Man. Thanks so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Yeah, so Instagram, Facebook, uh, just Taylor Zen Realty. 
And they're, they're only going to go there if you're going to actually start posting some some stuff. I, yeah, you got me. You're going to hold me accountable to that. Come on. <laughs> Bro, thanks so much for coming. I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me.